From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. What's in the water? That's the question people are asking after a train crash leaked dangerous chemicals into the Ohio River Basin. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine and other state officials held a news conference yesterday to provide an update on what was left behind by the February 3rd train derailment in East Palestine, 20 miles south of Youngstown. DeWine said no residents were allowed to return until conditions were determined to be safe. No one went back within that area or was allowed back in that area until they could come back and tell us that the monitoring was consistently good. Uh, In fact, the monitoring showed that the air was basically what it was prior to the actual train crash, what we would have expected it to be uh, at, at that time. Health officials are advising residents, especially those who are pregnant or breastfeeding, to drink bottled water until testing is complete. Tiffany Kavalek with the Ohio Environmental Protection Agency says while some contaminants may have flowed from tributaries into the Ohio River, there is not really a concern about the pollutants traveling to other parts of the state. But the Ohio River is very large and it's a water body that's able to dilute the pollutants pretty quickly. The governor also expressed frustration about the lack of a hazardous materials designation for the train that derailed. Uh, Frankly, uh, if this is true, and I'm told it's true, uh, this is absurd, uh, and we need to look at this, uh, and Congress needs to take take a look at how these things are handled. Rail operator Norfolk Southern has announced it's creating a $1 million charitable fund to help the community of East Palestine, where officials will hold a town hall meeting tonight to hear from residents. Pennsylvania's governor has taken to Twitter to sound off about the train derailment near his border. ONN's Clay Gordon explains. Governor DeWine isn't the only governor expressing frustration. We're hearing from Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro. In this tweet, he says he sent a letter to Norfolk Southern's CEO expressing his serious concern of how this derailment was managed. He says the response failure created, quote, unnecessary risk and confusion. I'm Clay Gordon. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost has dismissed charges against a cable news reporter who appeared to have been pushed by the head of the Ohio National Guard, leading to the reporter's arrest during a news conference in East Palestine last week. News Nation reporter Evan Lambert spent several hours in jail before being released, but still faced charges of criminal trespass and resisting arrest. Governor DeWine says he talked to Major General John Harris about the incident. I think the, the general, uh, you know, regrets that. I explained to him how press conferences work and that, frankly, that sometimes during a live press conference, someone will be reporting directly. Uh, someone could be right now standing back there and reporting if they wanted to. They have the right to deliver the news however they want to deliver the news. Yost said the charges were unsupported by sufficient evidence and that that the reporter's conduct was consistent with the purpose of the event and his role as a reporter. There was a deadly apartment fire in Toledo over the weekend. ONN's Amanda Fay reports. Still no word on what sparked the fire that left one person dead and dozens homeless. The fire broke out at the Hidden Cedars apartment complex in Springfield Township early Saturday morning. The name of the person who died has not been released. The state fire marshal's office is investigating how it started. I'm Amanda Fay. The woman accused of driving under the influence and crashing into a state trooper near Columbus is being held on $1 million bond. Aaliyah Weil was in court this morning, and ONN's Tracy Townsend has the story. The crash happened Monday on I-71 in Grove City. 
The Ohio State Highway Patrol says the trooper was picking up debris on the road when Weil crashed into the cruiser and then the cruiser hit the trooper. Court documents show police found fentanyl inside Weil's car. I'm Tracy Townsend. Crews recovered the bodies of two men from Lake Erie during a search for two missing fishermen in Cleveland. ONN's Dave James has more. Cleveland police confirm officers from the Cleveland Metro Parks found the two men dead on Monday. The victims have been identified as 44-year-old Els Malik Bay and 45-year-old Raymond Lumpkin. The search for them began Friday when the pair left a family gathering to go fishing on the lake. When they didn't return, loved ones contacted law enforcement and the U.S. Coast Guard began looking around the East 55th Street Marina where their car was parked. The bodies were found in the water near the marina. Dave James, in News. Researchers from Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus say suicide is the second leading cause of death for people ages 5 to 24 in the U.S. They're calling it a significant public health concern and point to depression, anxiety, and social isolation during the COVID-19 pandemic as contributors to suicide risk in youth. In some spots in Ohio and around the country, gas is occasionally near or even below $3 a gallon. But as the driving season approaches, those prices will disappear. ONN's Gabriela Garcia reports. Gas buddy analyst Patrick DeHaan says he's pretty confident we won't see any gas prices under $3 in the near future. I would expect that by late March, early April, much of those sub $3 prices will be gone. In fact, uh, by the time we roll around to Memorial Day, we could be talking about gas prices that hit $4 a gallon. So we've got a bit of a bright spot here. DeHaan doesn't think prices will get as bad as they were last year. They got around 5 bucks a gallon. That likely won't be the case this year. Reporting in Columbus, Gabriela Garcia. A Cleveland native who was one of the first black officers to lead a special forces team in combat will receive the nation's highest award for bravery in battle. ONN's Russ Mitchell has more on why the recognition is long overdue. Retired U.S. Army Colonel Paris Davis got a call from President Biden saying he will receive the prestigious Medal of Honor. Colonel Davis is being recognized for heroism during the Vietnam War. The 83-year-old was originally nominated for the medal back in 1965, but the Army said it lost the paperwork. The denouncement comes after years of lobbying by supporters, including the man he saved. No word on when the medal ceremony will take place. I'm Russ Mitchell. And the women's hockey team at Ohio State is currently ranked number one in the country. Tomorrow, the university's board of trustees will discuss building a new ice rink for the women's and men's hockey teams. The price is around $3 million, and if approved, construction would start next year, and the facility will open in 2026. Special thanks to our affiliates, WTOL-TV in Toledo, WBNS-TV in Columbus, and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett. On the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.